and we are live. <laughs> hey, concrete. Hey, hey, hey. Live we are. Uh, I see the chat is already popping ish. But you know, you know, you know what what uh what else can we expect? Um, how's it going? How's your day going? You are borging just a little bit. Is it me? Uh yeah, you went out just a little bit for me too. Um, I'm sitting close to my mic. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Yeah. It's just a little borgy. Yeah, you're borging for me too. Um, I don't know what. Let me see. Dag damn it. Yeah, it's borging too. Is it borging for you guys in the chat? Yay, nay. Yeah. They saying we aren't borging. They said we're not borging. Okay. Yeah, you're coming through borging a little bit to me too. Um, I don't know. Uh, I could hear you fine. The last thing that you said, can you hear me fine? I can hear you just fine, but it's just a little borg. Yeah, I'm experiencing the same thing. It may be stream yards. Um, oh, Sean said a little bit. Yeah, mm. I don't know. But then Jay the Conqueror said no. <laughs> okay, let's um, chop it up a little bit and see if it rectifies itself. If not, I'll try dropping down and see if that helps. And then well, I'm gonna try dropping down because, honey, mm, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. try dropping down and come right okay. back and let's see if that sounds like a plan. Something. Uh, I can hear you. Now you're not boring. Yeah, you're not boring either anymore. I don't know. I think it might have been Streamyards. Okay. Okay. So, but how's your day going, honey? It's been a day. It's been a day. Uh, all work, no play. Makes mm. Danny a very, very uh terrible person. Um, we don't <laughs> need a safe word. Uh, shout out to Omega Omega Dreads. Um, you are absolutely right. Uh, yeah. uh, give us a safe word, concrete. I know you went to it. What's up? Um, wait, wait what do we need a safe word for? Girl, uh, for the for the the, the domestic, oh, oh, okay. girl, oh, you know okay, what's up. So Why you act? I'm talking about it from multiple angles, but um, I don't know pineapples. That's your safe pineapples. word. Yeah. Why not <laughs> pineapples? I don't have a safe word, so I don't oh, know. You like your, a, oh, you like your. Oh, you like listen. Rap. No, I'm saying I don't do any, I don't indulge in anything that would require a safe word. So yeah, I am like probably, the, it have, a safe word is supposed to be something that you wouldn't typically say in ordinary circumstances. So pineapples is random. So I, I don't know. Pineapples? Pineapples. Okay. You come um, up with one. Let's see. Um, Let's do chocolate. 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 I'm fine with it. You you fine with it? Ch chocolate works. Okay, so chocolate is the safe word. Okay. Okay. Everybody. Chocolate, chocolate. is the safe word. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's just go with chocolate. See, but as chocolate women, chocolate could be something that someone says during, and it's not really a safe word. That's why I try to think of something that's out of left field, but. For the purposes of this conversation, we're going to go with chocolate. Okay. Chocolate is the safe word. Um, yeah, honey, I feel like we're going to be yelling chocolate a lot, especially if we open up the damn panel. Honey. Oh. You know how your children <laughs> act, honey. You know your children. Uh -oh, but, uh, 
uh chocolate and pineapple sean say we boring uh sean what what should the safe word be <laughs> sean what you know about this wait 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 what 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 you talking about uh, i mean like first of all the safe word is supposed to be something random it's not supposed to be something that pertains to the act it's supposed to be something random so i figure pineapples is is apropos but um you got some of the people don't get it so let's let's get the pleasantries out of the way and we'll talk a little bit more about maybe why we are bringing up the topic of needing a safe word because some people are a little bit lost in the chat um yeah my day has been kind of chill for the most part which is rare um i don't know i was a little bit tired but i chilled out quite a bit maybe like an hour before the show and um i have more energy so yeah aside from that it has been just a kind of more chill day um yeah so i don't have no complaints i i'm ready for the weekend but you know what else is new i live for the weekend okay 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 i am definitely here for the weekend too um mm -hmm. wait a minute honey we got a uh a super chat from somebody who know about safe words okay no a little something something Honey, uh, he probably gonna get up here and teach a class. If I can, I don't know. Okay, uh -oh. there, we, there we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. FYI, in the BDSM lifestyle, technically you can create your own safe words, but the standard is red or strawberries Ooh. for stop, or okay. yellow or bananas for slow down or tone things down. Mm. Okay, look, come through and know. school us. Listen, mm. uh, brother ARC, come through and school us. That makes perfect sense. Um, and I can understand, like, there is there's a logical reason behind using those words. So, um, yeah, thank you for enlightening us. Okay, okay, ARC. Mm, thank you for that. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, honey, this is going to be interesting. But before we get off into this topic, honey, mm -hmm. oh, honey. The Goldie interview, honey. Concrete. <sighs> uh -huh. You throwing Goldie questions so soft, baby. Goldie was over there taking a nap, baby. Goldie was under <laughs> a, a fluffy pile of pillows, chilling. Why you ain't ask her no tough questions? Um, you know, I don't put too much stock into like the few naysayers that we had as it relates to the interview. Um, I heard a few people say that, but um, we were doing an interview uh, with an interview, especially for those who do not just want to be relegated to this space, although we love the space. Um, you want to have a professional interview. You don't want to come off as attacking. You want the person to be able to um, appropriately respond to your questions without making it hostile. Uh, as interviewers, it is important to ensure that the interviewee is comfortable with the questions and that the interview does not become overly emotional or hostile because that will derail the entire interview and it does not make for um, it doesn't make for a good experience for the guests. It also can impact those who may listen to the interview and in, um, in an um, 
in a way in which to gauge whether or not they would accept an offer for an interview from our show. So trying to be somewhat impartial, but still asking those questions and uh, that those burning questions and pushing a little bit by asking follow-up questions to some of the questions that may seem a little, um, some of the responses that may seem a little wayward uh, is the appropriate professional way to conduct an interview. And I think we killed it. So, uh, you know, we'll always have those who go pop ish. Uh, that's to be expected. But uh, I think we did dope. And like there's yeah, I, I, I'm not impacted by the few negative comments that we received. Outstanding. We definitely ask follow-up questions, Kit Clouds. You may need to go back and listen because I think if anybody was listening to that interview and they um, are impartial, like they're, they're not, uh, they're not, um, uh, they're not aware of the manosphere space, or they don't consider themselves to be manosphere. Or they're new to the space and they're just impartial. They're listening to the interview. It would be easy for them to ascertain that, hey, these interviewers probably have a different mindset or a different um, take on the types of the questions that they're asking, because when they ask certain questions and a response is given, they ask a follow up question or they, um, you know, sh show display some emotion to indicate that maybe they um, don't feel the same way as the interviewee. For example, if we ask, um, you know, do you think that um, Cynthia G's rhetoric is just as detrimental as the rhetoric of Kevin Samuels, you know, based on your opinion? And someone says, no, I don't think Cynthia G's rhetoric is damaging. I listen to her all the time. I listen to people in the divestment community and we say, oh my gosh, really? You do? Oh, wow. And then she answers the question and we follow up with two or three additional questions to drive home our point um, relating to their rhetoric having the same impact on the community, I would assume that they must not agree with the um, ideologies that she subscribes to because of the um, professional uh, way in which they uh, rephrase the question, ask follow-up questions, ask for clarity. And um, yeah, so th that's my take on it. You know, I, I think we did dope. Um, with all things being considered, I think we did a good job. Um, you know, people were saying that we didn't ask a lot of follow-up questions. Um, to me, if a person doesn't answer my question, I feel like they have a good understanding of what it is that I'm asking and they choose not to answer my question. To me, uh, uh, no answer is an answer answer. Um, I am not here to beat up on anybody. Um, she did offer us an, an exclusive interview, which we were grateful yeah, for. Absolutely. Um, so um, I felt like we asked her tough questions. We asked questions mm -hmm. pertaining to the petition that everybody wanted to know. Um, we asked follow-up questions as well, because both myself and you at, at certain times wanted to get in on the follow-up questions, or I would do my follow-up and then let you come behind me because some of the things were a little bit, um, you know, shocking for us to hear. So we are like, wait a minute, hold on. So you're saying such as, you know, so right. um, we did, but you know, like it, we're in a male dominated space. We've never been fully accepted into the space. So we're going to get the pushback that comes with the territory. And I'm not even bothered by it. To be completely honest, I don't sweat it. I'm like, 
so what? <laughs> Ain't nobody thinking about y'all. We did a good job. So boop boop. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, Concrete, for that. Um, shout out to Gabe A. He says y'all don't have to explain yourselves to people who are looking for issues. They'll always find a problem. Girl, did you just stand up and clap for Gabe? Listen, hey. and, and and I bowed. Yes, thank you, Gabe. We appreciate that. <laughs> thank you, Gabe. Um, oh. shout out to Karan. Lord, here, here go Karan, honey. He oh, says, gosh. if y'all didn't want it to get crazy, then why'd you let D-Mac up? Anyone in the space could have told you he would flip. You mean... uh? That's not the same trucker. You're talking about big oh, truck. Big truck. Oh, um, yeah. You know I, I still feel like, yeah, we, we didn't want it to get crazy. I think that we did a good job of controlling the panel. In the very beginning, he was the first person to speak. So, uh, you know, he got a little uh, excited, as Big Truck typically does, but we handled it appropriately. Like, we we, we got this. Um, we know how to conduct our show. We know how to control the panel. It's to be expected that some people will feel some type of way about the dissenting opinions of people that we have on our show, and they're going to get pushback, and it might get a little heated as a result of that but we are really good at ensuring that we nip that in the bud and uh, keep the conversation going in the appropriate direction so yeah I think we handled it perfectly hey virtuous woman TV welcome new person in the chat out um, what was your biggest takeaway from the interview uh uh don't start putting me on the spot cause we not this one this one we not about well, you, you why you ain't prepared me Cause concrete, you, um, you want to answer that? No, no, no. I can answer. I, I, you know, I, I just now I have to think about it. I am a person who processes internally. Like, it, like I have to replay um, it in my head in order to, um, in order to respond. So I would say one of my biggest takeaways from the interview which like us like we said we are thankful that goldie gave us the exclusive she's been getting a lot of pushback as a result of uh the petition uh the interviews the things that she said and she is soldiering on and actually i've seen her in several chats uh defending herself as it relates to her opinions and uh the petition in and of itself so kudos to her i hope she's doing well and trying to remain stress-free because she is carrying a little one so as it relates to my takeaway i would say the most the thing that sticks out the most to me regarding the interview um would be the assertion of uh of you know promotion of violence that was the most shocking and i am going to be honest i did quite a bit of research um on the um petition before we did the interview, but I didn't, I never pulled up the petition. I don't know why that was just a mishap on my end. I never pulled up the petition and read it. I literally watched like five videos and uh, two of them being Goldie's, like part of Goldie's um, streams herself. But I was kind of surprised to hear the assertion of a promotion of violence. Uh, I wasn't aware that that was like the premise and the, the, the main sticking point for her and her reasoning behind, you know, pushing so 
hard for the petition. So I was surprised to hear that. There were a lot of takeaways, but that would be the one that sticks out in my mind the most. Uh, it was just surprising. Like I said, I've heard him kind of promote like domestic discipline, but um, I was just surprised to hear that and to know that that was the basis of, of the petition. Okay. Um, my biggest takeaway from it was the fact that she still listens to him with an active petition going. Mm. Um, I would say that that was probably the most surprising thing because I think my mouth dropped like, what? wait a minute, <laughs> you still listen to him? Right. And, um, the fact that she said that she doesn't really have any uh, ill intent toward him, I would say that that was probably um, the most surprising to me because if I put in a petition to have you um, to have your channel removed um, then I'm pretty much done with you whatever whatever but um, also I think like being that you have um, female content creators which are just as harsh um, I, I, I felt like there was no um, there was not the same accountability for them as it was for the um, for for Kevin, and that was um, interesting to me as well. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I was like, okay, um, and yeah. I had the same the same thing that you said about the violence and the death and everything. Mm -hmm. So those three things were probably like my biggest takeaways from it. Like, yeah, I had I had a lot and I literally we considered doing a show on our like takeaways and, and decided against it. But um, there were lots of takeaways. And I do want to say that um, we did not state our opinions on the the um, petition on the um, top or on her responses. We didn't give an overall review of anything that she said. We tried to remain impartial because right. we you know, wanted to conduct just a professional interview and keep it from being, you know, too emotional or getting, um, you know, anyone from being frustrated or just getting like too heated. So we did not really state our opinions on the matter. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist that they listen to the questions that we ask and the follow-up questions, as well as like my closing and kind of like my overall, which I gave like a, a glimpse of my overall thoughts on, um, you know, her stance. You would be able to ascertain that we, you know, uh, how we feel about it. But the other thing that stood out to me because I just was not aware <laughs> is that um, she listens to like the, the divestment group right. I, because I, and I love, I like Goldie. She's come up on the show and like, she seemed oh, uh, fairly, yeah, she seemed, you know, pretty objective when she came up. So I didn't know her stance on a lot of things, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm from my, um assessment of her um i would say that uh goldie is just a real uh, a person that's really ingrained in sisterhood and i guess i didn't know that and yeah the, during the interview the more that she revealed the more that that was uh, apparent to me which you know but hey if that's what floats her boat then you know uh, more power to her and you know um that's her thing but uh i just didn't know that she you know kind of listens to people who promote um, swirling and, you know, uh, harming black babies and or black fetuses and uh, things of that nature. So I always also found that like to be pretty surprising. But 
all in all, um, yeah, it was, I thought that it was a good interview. Some fruitful information came out. She was able to right. kind of express the reasoning behind her petition and elaborate on, um, you know, some of the key things that drove her to file the petition. And yeah, um, it was dope to me. I do have one last question. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think that our interview hurt or helped Kevin Samuels? Well, I think that all of this, the petition, our interview, all of the buzz in the space about the petition is beneficial to Kevin. Uh, I don't think that people are, I don't think that he has, so even for those who have signed the petition, I don't think that people who are signing the petition are people who were previously in support of Kevin. I think the people who are signing the petition are likely people who did not like his rhetoric and what he stands for previously. And when they mm -hmm. became aware that there is a petition, they went to sign it. I don't think that there's been an increase in the people who don't support him and or people who support him have been swayed somehow and are now willing to sign a petition and want him gone. Okay. What about okay. you? What do you think? Um, I think that uh, our interview would was very beneficial um, to him, in my opinion. Um, I think that yeah, because you got it. You got a chance to hear her stance and her own words, um, her exact opinions, um, mm -hmm. or her non-stance on things as it pertains to the petition and how she really felt and what she really thought. And so I think that it was more beneficial than it was hurtful to him. Um, yeah. Somebody said we attacked the space. I don't feel like we attacked the space. Uh -huh. I felt like um, it said was- Girl, you know Top City raggedy ass. Um, we attack the space. How so? Like we literally, in one breath, you guys are saying we didn't give any pushback. We should have asked follow up questions. Uh, we let her, you know, quote information without giving statistics. And on the other hand, you guys are implying that we were giving our input and somehow attacking the space. Like stop the nonsense. Come on now, seriously. Wow, Top City ain't got nothing to do with himself. Um, mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Sincere cracking up. He said, "How would you how?" How would you have um, inter How would you have interviewed women instead of a man? Or how would I think I, he's trying to say? How would you have interviewed a man instead of a woman? Um, oh, so see, we've, cracking up. <laughs> we've had plenty of interviews with men, and we've pretty much taken the same stance. Um, we try to conduct the most impartial interviews without interjecting our own personal feelings into it. Um, now we probably will review start reviewing interviews after the fact but um we we do want people to feel um welcome to give um whatever opinions or whatever um you know everybody has a right to tell their story now i don't feel like everybody has a right to kind of imply or put things off on people that isn't true right but um we did want to hear it from the horse's mouth quote unquote so mm -hmm. um I, I think that's kind of where we've been at with it. Um, with every right. interview that we've conducted, we've always tried to stay impartial and non-judgmental. 
Absolutely. And we've done a host of interviews. If you check our past shows, uh, we definitely try to stay impartial. We always uh, put it out there that, you know, uh, we are expecting the chat as well as panelists to be respectful of our guests. Uh, we always try to show the utmost respect to our guests. We've interviewed people who are within the space, people outside of the space. We've never had any complaints regarding how we conduct the interview. And to be completely honest, like people can pop as much issue as they want to. We're not going to change anything regarding our interview style. We have considered, like Danny said, we probably will review and give our um, input on a follow-up show, but we will continue to conduct interviews just like we conducted uh, the one with Goldie. We're not changing our interview style. So yeah, that's that. Um, shout out to Karan Williams. He says, being confrontational isn't good isn't interviewing y'all good thank you so much for that um shout out to bmt he said the moment that pregnancy <laughs> came up she had y'all i'm gonna be BMT. honest with you i'm gonna be but honest that was with like me. we had already been over halfway through the interview by the time she told us she was pregnant and we were we, we didn't change the way we were interviewing her no we didn't we didn't um i would say this though um as far as letting like when you have a person that's being interviewed and let's say you do do an open panel um when you have people come up to the panel and the let's not let's keep it 100 let's keep it 100 y'all know who y'all are we know who y'all are too as a space mm -hmm. so when you get somebody who does not agree with manosphere rhetoric or um it's outside of outside of the lines of of what manosphere talking points rhetoric any of that stuff um, you know how hostile you guys can be, especially when you're able to get a person one-on-one. -on -one. And mm -hmm. our, we've always, not with her, not just with her, we've always maintained a stance of not letting people attack our guest. Absolutely. We've always maintained that stance. So and that's for men too. Yeah, on our panel, and you guys tried to come for uh, Mrs. Black and Paco's wife. Like, we, we don't care who it is. If we're if we have a guest on, like, we're going to ensure that uh, respect is maintained. Like, that's just that. And yeah, she she's in a she in a delicate she has a delicate condition because she's pregnant. Um, and yeah, that is something that to be concerned about as it relates to the amount of stress that she can handle. But listen, Goldie was like, I want to take follow up questions. I yes. want. To, uh, you know, stay on and be able to answer some of the questions on my own. I don't think that we coddled her or babied her because she's pregnant. We continue to be respectful and just kind of, you know, asked her or, you know, told her to be careful about the level of stress that she puts herself under. That was it. Right. Um, shout out to BMC again. He says pregnancy and panels don't mix. It was cringy. Uh... Um, hey, I mean, it's it for, for the woman to decide if what she can take. I think when she when she had enough and things started to get a little heated for her, she said, "Okay, I, I'm done answering questions." And right. you know, that's that was she did the right thing. Yeah, pretty much. So that's that, uh, Jessica. I hope you get some good sleep, um, honey. I was hoping you was gonna come up to the panel. I know what you know, Jessica. Mm, wink, wink, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh -oh. Uh, thank you just for stopping through and yeah have a good night mm -hmm. kid clouds roger probably did make her cry with his mean ass you know Ooh, he's a, he he's a line stepper uh, wait a minute 
Listen, listen, listen. The mental sphere didn't like y'all giving her a platform to skew her anti-Kevin message. Um, but Bernard was trying to do her interview and y'all was all for that. But Bernard was gonna give her pushback. Who cares? Oh, to be okay. Uh, shout out to Mr. Hyde. He said, This is chess, not checkers. The queen takes rook. You ladies brilliantly exposed her. She is a fraud and a clout chaser. I'm oh, just Lord. saying. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Hyde, for the support. Definitely appreciate you. Um, and shout out to Jessica X. Thank you so Thank much, you. Jessica, for the super sticker. She's saying what you what I know. Jessica, you know what? I know what you know. We know. Jessica, don't start no shit. We know. But uh Let's concrete. Go. Let's get off into it. Yes. Look at Aries child. Aries, Aries don't do nothing but keep up shit. This ain't no <laughs> baby. Uh, <laughs> I can't deal with I am Aries Queen. She always got something slick to say, baby. That mouth down. <laughs> baby, I'm not gonna do it. Uh-uh. Do uh, don't do it. Listen, we are talking about domestic discipline versus domestic violence, um, as you guys probably saw on the thumbnail and the title to the show. Um, yeah, so we're going to get off into uh, both of them and talk about the difference. Um, Danny, you want to kick it off? Well, honey, um, I didn't get any definitions for domestic violence or domestic discipline, even though I've been reading about the stuff all day. But um, I'll Google for the sake of Googling. You know, it, it's no thing but a chicken wang, baby. You got it. I got it up if you don't. Uh, uh, yeah, girl. Uh, Colonel, be trying to, oh, honey, he don't do nothing but uh, mess with me while I'm on the show. And <laughs> you know I can't do two things at one time. So uh, you want to share your screen, honey? Oh, oh, I don't have it on my screen. I have it on my oh. phone. <laughs> okay, well, so. girl, tell the uh, interview. Shout out to Gary. Okay. He says Jessica X in the building. She endorses y'all, so I'm in. Hey, well, welcome, welcome, Gaston's world. Thank you. Um, thank you, Jess, for endorsing us. If you are still listening or when you hear the playback, definitely appreciate the support, Gaston's world. Okay, yes. so domestic discipline, I guess this is the most put together definition that I see, is the practice between two consenting life partners in which uh, the head of the household takes the necessary measures to achieve a healthy relationship dynamic. So that is uh, domestic discipline. Now, when we talk about domestic violence, which is completely different, the uh, definition of domestic violence, oh, sorry, wrong, wrong um, screenshot. So the, the definition of domestic violence is violent or aggressive behavior within the home, typically involving the violent abuse of a spouse or partner. Uh, that's, that's domestic violence. So I think that the primary difference is that, Number one, domestic discipline is something that's consensual, um, that someone is in agreement with or agrees to or is permitting in some way, uh, whereas domestic violence is actual abuse of a partner that, you know, they're clearly not in agreement with. Um, and in addition, I think that there are just completely different levels of of, of physicality when you talk about domestic discipline, which we may refer to, uh, which some may refer to as like spanking, 
um, or <laughs> there, it depends on what realm you're in. So domestic discipline, actually, a lot of people think of domestic discipline and they automatically go to BDSM. Absolutely. There is, there is a huge, yeah, that, that's the, I think that's the most commonly known form of domestic discipline or arena in which domestic discipline is implemented. But domestic discipline predates like <laughs> all of that. Um, domestic discipline goes back to um, biblical know, times. Yeah, uh, biblical times before Christ, um, all of that. Um, domestic discipline is still practiced amongst many religions because the Bible speaks of it. It, it is like literally the Bible um, talks about domestic discipline in, in um, scripture. So it is something that is not foreign. And there are, like I said, some religions that still practice uh, forms of domestic discipline. Um, but I think for whatever reason, oh my gosh, I, I don't want you to even highlight that. I, I don't think that with domestic discipline, but oh, um, I think that not at all. There are like, you know, it's funner or more enjoyable to talk about it from the side of like BDSM and um, things of that nature. Um, so yeah, that, those are the, the, the primary differences. Okay, um, well, I did a little research, just a little bit, not a lot. Uh, don't y'all can ask me for some sources. I can tell y'all I went to a couple of websites. Um, I went straight to the websites. That's all. Um, and so with domestic violence, um, it is amongst the, the most unreported crime for men and women. Um, mm -hmm. Men who are victims uh, face a likelihood of being overlooked by healthcare providers. Um, women who commit domestic violence don't view themselves as abusers. Um, mm. If a woman and a man are the same size, um, it's more likely that she will be, um, she's more likely to commit abuse against him because she feels mm. like they're on equal oh, wow. playing field. That's interesting. It's also the same thing with uh, teenagers. Um, mm -hmm. 10 year old, uh, now this is a 10 year old study that says that um, anger, need for attention um, and or and a response to their husband's uh, abuse has generally been the reason for uh, women beating up on men, which I found interesting. Um, mm -hmm. But Researchers had a hard time distinguishing between self-defense and retaliation. Um, but what uh, was concluded was that most intimate partner violence uh, perpetuated by women is not motivated by self-defense, meaning that um, women are the perpetrators of they start it off, they kick it off. Um, so I thought... Mm -hmm. That was really, really interesting. Um, it also that said that uh, men are most likely to beat up, choke, strangle their partners, while women are mo more likely to throw objects, slap, kick, bite, punch, or hit with an object. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, honey, it got real interesting. Um, well, it said that one more thing, because I got a, mm -hmm. I got a few. Um, one more thing, it said that seventy percent of female victims. Um, are most likely to be frightened after the fact. And it said 
percent of male victims um, aren't generally scared of the woman after she fights them. So I thought that that was very interesting. Very interesting information indeed, because when we talk about domestic violence, we always talk, typically talk about it from the angle of um, the males being the abuser. And I also pulled up lots of stats from the uh, National Alliance for or for um, domestic uh, for DV. So um, we can read the super chats. And then I wanted to point out some things that I found to be very interesting within the stats on the website as well. Okay. Shout out to my husband. He says, from what I've read, it's like an agreed upon way to handle an out of line partner, which can even be playful versus trying to take somebody's head off. Mm. Don't get any damn ideas, Curly. Uh, shout out to E. Capone. He says, what's up, Concrete and Sister George? What's hey, up? What's up? I think when we talk about it being playful, like that's more on like the BDSM side. Like the people who practice it, practice, and we're talking about now, I guess it's important to differentiate. We're talking about domestic discipline. The people who practice domestic discipline, like within the confines of a religion, it's not a playful thing. However, um, it, it also is not something that can be doled out willy nilly. Like it's something that that is employed when like the family is put at risk or there is right. a threat to the family and right. um, like beating your partner or engaging in domestic violence that's not under the guise of domestic discipline is not tolerated within those religions. So, um, you know, there are some distinctions to be made. It doesn't mean that you can beat someone and there are certain circumstances that or there are um, there are certain parameters that have to be in place for you to um, employ domestic discipline within the confines of religion on, on your partner. And then um, from what I've read about domestic discipline, it's not that the partner would even want to spank his uh, spouse or wife or whatever uh, partner. Um, that's like a last resort type of thing from what I've read from with domestic discipline versus BDSM. Um, mm -hmm. Shout out to ARC. He said the biggest difference between domestic discipline and BDSM is that the latter places way more emphasis on certain sexual related kinks and fetishes. Domestic discipline doesn't necessarily include sexuality at all. Mm -hmm. That's the perfect way to put it. Yeah. I so, agree. And even within BDSM, for people who engage in like domestic discipline, a lot of times you have to sign a contract because of things like Me Too and all of the, um, you know, laws and, and uh, you know, um, regulations as it relates to uh DV laws on um, in different states, and because it's 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 such a fine line that you're towing, um, you do uh, in most instances in those types of relationships. If you're involved in kink, typically you sign a contract, and uh, I only know this because I have a friend who is in the lifestyle, and she is also like she teaches people about it. So um, you have to sign a contract, and even though you sign a contract in certain instances that contract may not mean anything if you go too far and someone is hurt um, but i think just for um at least i guess like maybe civilly if you have someone sign a contract and they're agreeing to um the things that you two are engaging in there may be some protections that that contract um uh 
will provide for you, but not necessarily criminally. So um, yeah, I, I found that interesting when she was kind of divulging information about that. Um, maybe at some point in time, we'll have her on to explain a little bit more. But now, go ahead, Danny. Um, what I did want to highlight was uh, Sean's uh, comment. Shout out to Sean. He said there are at least 250 domestic violence shelters in the country for women and only two for men shaking my head. Wow. Um, Sean, I don't know how accurate that is because I was actually able to get into contact with one um, today that's specifically for men um, here in Atlanta. Um, um, I did ask a few questions to the person that I got into contact with. Um, a lot of shelters don't accept men though. A lot don't accept men, yeah. but um, the very few that do accept men um, actually perform the same acts for men that they would for women being, um, they'll do counseling, they'll help uh, obtain legal, uh, mm -hmm. like housing, legal representation, housing um, uh, benefits, you know, um, everything that they would do for a woman would do for a man. Um, I asked the woman, do men come in for the same reasoning as women? She said, if you closed your eyes and just listened, she said, you would basically hear the same story um, on the men's side, just like you would hear from the women. Like men, are, uh, you have some that are scared, um, mm -hmm. frightened, don't feel like they can go back. Um, and I found that that was interesting. Um, I asked her, did men come into the shelter at the same rate that women came into the shelter? And she told me, of course not. She said that there's a stigma against men um, saying that they've been a used by a woman and so men are still um it, it still goes as a, one of like i said at the beginning it's one of the most unreported crimes uh that happens to uh men and women so men are definitely less uh less likely to report it and i think i just want to highlight to quran says c rose always got a friend involved in an alternative lifestyle i see you wink wink i actually do and i'm sure she'll um come on at some point so you guys so you guys know that i'm not just making this up but um i think a couple things that i just want to say before we move on number one this topic spawned from our um interview with goldie so there you know we talked about you know dv we talked about domestic discipline and how kevin is promoting them and we want to make the distinction now of course we are not alleging and there has not been any confirmation that he is promoting dv um however we want to make the distinction and highlight how men uh, you know, and women, you know, highlight some of the similarities as well as differences as it relates to DV. Um, in addition, so even though we are providing stats for men, I have to say this because our words often get twisted and, and our message often gets, I think, intentionally misconstrued. Um, we are not advocating for domestic violence or are we advocating for domestic discipline if that is your forte great enjoy it you know who are we to judge uh, but i just want to put that out there because inevitably someone always uh, tries to twist our words so um i just wanted to also say i found it interesting that um on the national coalition against dv that um it stated that there are one in three men and one in four women who experience some sort of um, abuse from an intimate partner now it does 
not highlight the sex of the, the, the persons who have made the reports, but I found that to be very interesting. It also said that, you know, and these are not broken down by race, that nearly um, 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the U.S. And um, that, the, oh, the thing that I found really interesting is that um, DV, as well as all crimes, are down drastically. Like if we go back to, I think, the 60s to current day, um, the incidents or the reports, um, the reported crimes relating to DV or that will fall into that category are down like drastically low. I think they've seen like drastic decrease in that happens to be for both men and women. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to put that out there. Um okay. Okay. Well, I did have some stats for black women. Um, mm -hmm. It says 40% of black women will experience domestic violence in their lifetime. Um, it said 53% uh, psychological abuse and 41% uh, will uh, would be physical abuse. Um, they said black women are twice and a half um, would more like, like or more likely to be murdered by their partner than uh, white women. Um, they said 92% of women knew their perpetrator, and they said 56% of these homicides were committed by a former, a, a current, or a former lover. And they said that um, 92% of the uh, women who had domestic violence committed against them, those if they were black, then those men were black as well. Um, and that came from um, that was that study was done February 2020 by the BlackburnCenter.com, and they also got some stats from National Center for Victims of Crimes. So I thought that that was interesting. Um, let me read these super chat. Shout out to Gabe A. He says, "Yeah, I wouldn't want a dom domestic discipline in my marriage. I'm too strong to be hitting on my wife, even with consent." Um, very very good uh uh i guess because <laughs> if you went to the beautiful danica marie shout out Thank to you, you lady she says just stopping in to show love peace y'all um peace Thank danica you. thank you so much for their super chat um, uh, I yeah. wanted to talk about two, I, just two more things that I wanted to highlight. What I found to be very interesting was that uh, women within the ages of 18 to 24 are far more likely to be abused, uh, you know, to be battered, to be in a, a, a relationship where they're abused. And also, I also found it interesting to know that boys who are abused, like boys who suffer abuse in the home are three to four times more likely to perpetrate an intimate partner. So if a young boy is suffering abuse at the hands of his parents or, you know, someone else, um, he's more likely to abuse his partner. And I just found that to be um, very, very interesting and, and, you know, something to be uh, mindful of. So, yeah, those are the stats that I have on the topic. Um, I know we have a few more super chats and then I wanted to um, add something about domestic discipline. Okay, shout out to Leo Anthony. He says, do you think a lot of black women being murdered by black men are the ones that mess with dudes heavy in the streets? I think women don't factor that in. Mm -hmm. um, Leo, I would say that um, I think the biggest misconception is with men and especially with men 
Um, everybody seems to think that the monster identifies themselves as the monster. Um, right. um, there are guys, and I've, and I've seen some situations before where you would be like, he did that? Him? Right. And they look straight faced and yeah. Right. And I think I think men sometimes put things past other men until you guys get to know them like on an interpersonal level. But right. um it, yeah, I, I think that um it doesn't really have a face. You never know who's who. Sometimes you know, it's just like that sometimes. Um shout out to Michael Mitro for the super sticker. Thank you so much for that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I agree with you as it relates to uh, the question from Leo Anthony. I, I don't think that, yeah, that I think that sometimes it could be someone that's unassuming it, or it could be someone that um, doesn't fit the mold. I don't think that it's just Pookie and Ray Ray that beat on their partners. Um, I think that there is, a, you know, there may be a percentage of the uh, people who, the abusers who are fit into that mode. They're Pookie and Ray Ray. But I don't think that um, that they are, that, that every person that, um, or most even, I don't think we could make a assumption that most men who abuse their partners, most black men who abuse their partners look like Pookie and Ray Ray. I think that, you know, they can look straight laced as well. So, um, yeah. Um, um, even with, okay, if you're talking about the women being killed, then you got to think about and think about it from this standpoint. Um, if a woman is is killed, let's say she married to a man and the man finds out she's cheated on him. Um, and let's say he's doing everything for her in his household and he's been taking care of his household and he finds out he's been cheating on her. Um, those emotions run through uh, exactly. the street guy that same way that it runs through the straight lace guy. Um, but sometimes a straight lace guy or a guy who does not have mo a lot of access to women will be more likely to snap than a guy from the streets who can get women. You know, a guy who is not used to getting women will be more, may be more apt to, um, you know, harm someone before letting them go because, you know, this is one of his only experiences with a, with a female partner. Exactly. Um, shout out to Michael Mitro. He said the likes are free. Um, yes, please hit the like button because y'all just be y'all be y'all be killing me. Hit the like button. Mm -hmm. We 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 come on every Sunday and Wednesday. We've been consistent over the last Look at month. Her. Look at mama. Okay, mama, be nice. Um, listen though. I, I said I wasn't gonna fuss at them today, child. You know, I'm trying to get graces, honey. Mm. Okay, okay. Um, listen. But I want to know, okay, going back to domestic discipline. So we talked a bit about DV and that can be um, a challenge, something challenging to talk about because um, it's, it's, it's a touchy topic. And when we, wait, before we even move on. Okay. So when we talk about DV, I understand that the stats are what they are and they can only report on what's reported. But I do have to say that I have quite a few people in my close circle who work in law enforcement that have seen false reports be filed. In addition to that, I have heard of women um, going to battered women's shelters. And this these are um, women that I have some personal relationships with um, and pretending that they're battered so that they can gain access to the shelters because they can get certain benefits. Like they'll help them with fine housing and things of that nature, or like, you know, they are more apt to get 
um, resources and get access to resources faster if they go to a battered women's shelter. So that is something that some women employ. I don't think that most women that go to those shelters are employing those tactics. I'm not saying that most women who file police reports are are filing false reports, but um, there are a number of women who weaponize the police and they understand even if they are the ones who initiate the violence against men, that if he hits her back, especially if it leaves a bruise, that she can call the police, weaponize the police against him and, you know, he'll be thrown in jail. So I do want to at least highlight that. Like I said, I'm not saying that it's a majority. I'm not saying that it's a minority, but I am saying that it does happen. happen. And I wanted to mention it. Yeah. um, I want to say even... I don't have a percentage. I am Aries Queen because I don't know what percentage, but I know of like several (laughs) personal stories where someone actually was they're taking a police report and um, basically uh, indicate or there was indications that 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 that, um, you know, that the person was being untruthful that was filing the police report. Yeah. Um, Charles Faulkner, um, when he came on our show, he uh, mentioned about uh, uh, women filing false police reports and stuff. So I thought that that was interesting, too. Um, Mm-hmm. Shout out to Rock Old Killer. He said, you should never say what a person won't do. Um, <laughs> that part. So um, what else did you have, Concrete? Let's go ahead and open it up. I wanted to know, though, when we talk about like domestic discipline. So I understand that domestic discipline can like run the gamut. It can, you know, involve someone spanking someone. It can be like something that um, is like considered like fun and flirty that the woman consents to. She enters into this BDSM or kink relationship with someone. And when she, you know, like I. I know of a woman who was involved in that life and she would say like, I'll act up because I know, you know, I'm going to get a spanking. And, you know, some people enjoy like the pain of a paddle or whatever they're being, um, whatever kind of props that are being used to spank them. So they actually enjoy that. But in the confines of a relationship, I think that the women are maybe in agreement, like they're, they're consenting, there's like implied consent because you enter into this religion and you know that this religion practices domestic discipline. You are essentially consenting to it. And not every woman consents. Like even um, though you may be entering into the relationship, that may be something that's all or enter, entering into the religion. That may be something that's off limits to you, but it's not necessarily something that is going to be enjoyable or that the person looks forward to, or, you know, that there may be, um, talking slick in order to get him to, you know, spank her. It's something that is like, it's, it's a punishment. It's a, it's a form of a punishment in, in that case, which I guess in BDSM is still a form of a punishment, but in uh, many cases, it's an enjoyable punishment. So um, when I went to the Huffington Post, um, they had an article on there and they said that women who are involved in um domestic discipline cite most of their experiences as positive. Um, They said that after it happens, they're extremely calm. um, They're relaxed. They also believe it's an expression of their husband caring about them. Um, They said that it adds to like a clean slate after it's like, you know, let's say the woman does something to, that's what I said, girl. They said after the woman does something to get in trouble, her husband spanks her or whatever, 
um, you're not carrying around the uh, back and forth. You know how couples, if you get mad at each other or, you know, uh, you do something, um, you're not carrying around the like you're not residual. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, but 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 on the flip side, um, there are some women that feel frightened, um, trapped in our home life. And right. um, a forensic psychologist said no fool in their right mind would buy this as a legit way to have a um a relationship that infantiles a woman. And so I thought that that part was very interesting because um, they said uh, it it clearly draws more of a patholo pathological group of people um, to that lifestyle, um, if that's what they're I, I hate when people give those strong opinions that are like, uh, you know, uh, they make those strong statements that's only based in opinion just because it's not for you. I think that it is like, you know, extremely um, uh, narrow-minded for you to judge others who who feel that this is the lifestyle that they want. Like you can't like we have people that engage in all different types of things that we may think are absolutely absurd. But like you may not feel as though this would be something that you would sign up for. But who are you to judge if the next woman feels as though you know this this works for her? Like. I don't know. It's just it's it's annoying when I hear people take such a strong stance on what somebody else is choosing to, you know, um, um, employ for their life. Well, when it comes down to it's an, it's an interesting thing, because if you do have uh, some women who are in those situations and not everybody's going to have a positive experience and so um when you do have negative uh experiences within those situations and you report those situations um you could you know uh i look for men to run to those situations to be the rescuers quote unquote you know what i'm saying now, like, i'm not talking for, about like the negative situation i'm literally talking about a person having such a strong opinion about what another adult is choosing to employ for their life so yeah there are some negative situations there are some people who uh are you know in, involved in, in in situations where domestic discipline is being um employed and they don't enjoy it they leave the relationship because they this isn't what they signed up for i understand that but i'm talking about for one person who feels like this is outside the realm of something that I would engage in. Let me tell you something. I told you about my friend in kink. She talked about all kinds of things, things that I've never even imagined. My little brain has never even imagined. And I'm like, wait, whoa, but who am I to judge if a person deems that this is something that they want to employ for their life? Like that's their business. Okay. Um, let me read these super chats and then we're going to get our panel gets started, honey. Shout out to Jack Spade. He says, y'all two need to work hard for these likes. I don't need to do them. Nah. Um, but y'all got... <laughs> Both of you two got hitched and now y'all just phoned it in. I haven't got hitched yet. Simone Biles. Oh, Jack, you ain't got to do us like that. Wait, 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 wait. Shout out Thank to you, Black. Platt, let me find out. He said, Joy. <laughs> <laughs> like a sunshine. All right. That's my jam. Uh, shout out to you. Let me find out. And we got another one. There we go. Shout out to Andrew Wilkins. Oh, Lord. What, what's been 
going on in the hood, uh, Andrew. Um, he says domestic <laughs> discipline is needed at times. There was a movie with Kelsey Grammer. I believe he smacked his wife once because she Ooh. undermined it and it worked. Um, Andrew living the projects. But listen, um, if, if, that's, if, that's what, if that's what they agree to, then yeah. You know, we got one that's, more. That's Oh. Um, he says Simone Biles left to do abuse those Olympic trainers who are the handlers. Uh, example, oh, she left Jones, to like, abuse from, uh, oh, the oh, okay, because honey, I'm, I'm all over the place, okay, due to ritual, ritualistic reasoning and to break them to prepare them to be puppets. Ray Leonard went through it too, very, very interesting, but we're gonna. Get ARC up in this thing. We got our panel A -A here. ARC. Yeah, he's about to educate us, and please do. Well, I don't we want to dominate the mic, but number one, good evening, ladies. And uh, well, if you don't mind, I want to start off giving some brief comments about what you started today's stream talking about, which of course was your interview with Goldie. Sure. Um, on the positive end, I, I did think you all asked very good questions. So for people saying that you guys, you know, interviewing skills or, or your questions lacked, I, I would disagree with that. I thought you guys asked some very good questions. On the negative end, though, to do with the guests, and I don't want to necessarily disparage her, but in my in my strong opinion, she, she didn't really own up to being the starter of that petition. It's like she tried to, in her own way, backtrack. I mean, I thought she was going to be more forceful during an interview, like basically like, yeah, I started it. And here are my specific reasons why I started it. And I don't want him to have a platform. But hers was more like, well, I, yeah, I started it. And then I forgot about it. And then some other people picked it up. And I really don't have that many problems with Kevin himself. It's more so his followers. And I was like, okay, she's not owning this. She's not owning it. And that's, I, I lost a lot of enthusiasm for the interview on her behalf because of the fact that she did not with conviction own it. But I think this discussion you're having tonight is a good follow-up to that interview. Because the million dollar question on the table was, was Kevin Samuels guilty of actually promoting domestic violence or was he sim simply recommending some form of domestic discipline? And those are apples and oranges because here's the reality. And you all, everybody who's, on the stream right now in the chat room, particularly those who are content creators know, if Kevin Samuels had in any way, shape or form blatantly encouraged any form of domestic violence, his channel would be snatched in a microsecond. Google slash YouTube, don't play that. That's considered hate speech. He would never be able to get away with that. So that right there, I didn't hear the, the show where he allegedly made these comments that she had an adverse reaction to, but I know just know from my rational sense of knowing how Google runs YouTube, no content creator would be able to get away with that 
without, especially of his uh, popularity and magnitude and notoriety, they just wouldn't be able to get away with that. Um, now, you all made some good points. Well, first I want to give, uh, this is going to be an interesting shout out for me because this person, everybody knows me and him have had our share of beefs and back and forths. But one guy I want to give a shout out related to the subject of domestic discipline is Mumia Obsidian Ali. He had this discussion on one of his live streams back in 2017, fall of 2017. He interviewed a woman named Yashel. I don't know her last name, but Yashel. Yashel used to have a whole YouTube channel that's centered around domestic discipline. And she had a website with videos showing her and her husband engaging in acts of domestic discipline. Now, in all honesty, her variation of domestic discipline tended to lean more towards BDSM. And as I, I super chatted, one of the primary differences, if not the primary difference between domestic discipline and BDSM is BDSM is erotic-based. It's, it's sexual-based. Discipline, uh, domination, discipline, and submission. Whereas domestic discipline you disciplining your kids can fall under the category of domestic discipline. And as I, I don't know who it was, if it was Sister George or Concrete Rose that mentioned about even going back to biblical times. Yeah, even the Bible encourages domestic, di uh, domestic discipline. But the catch is, is that it says only if the, the man, the husband is a God-fearing man. It basically says in the Bible, if if your husband is a God-fearing man, then number one, you're supposed to submit to him all the time. And basically, if you get out of pocket, he has the right to discipline you as he sees fit. And that carried on for centuries up until roughly the second wave of feminism came around. Second wave of feminism well, number one, in their partial defense, some guys start getting out of hand. They went from discipline and just flat out beating a woman's ass, mm -hmm. leaving her bloody and bruised. And that, that that's that, that's not what domestic discipline was ever intended to be. So during the 1960s, proponents of the second wave feminism, a lot of the feminists said, okay, I don't want this domestic discipline no more. That's that's violence. That's and that's when you start slowly but surely hearing more so the term domestic violence because these women were like, "I'm getting my ass whooped. I'm getting almost beat to close to death. This should be illegal." And the mm -hmm. general public listened, and and they and they followed suit. Right. Um, but yeah, so there are a lot of men do believe that they should be able to practice again, not only with their, their wives, but with their children. I think you ladies both know that even came into controversy about two or three decades ago. Like, you know, when I was young, and of course, everybody knows my age by now, I'm 58. When I was coming up like elementary, middle school, high school, it was nothing for a parent, particularly a black parent. Black parents didn't play that timeout shit. Hey, Richie, time out. Uh-uh. No, it was like, hey, get that belt. Get that switch. But then some people yeah. complaining 
that that was illegal. They consider that violence against children. So then they're in certain states, they start coming out with laws that you can't whoop your kids. So that's considered violence and abuse against kids. And some kids were snatched out the home. Whereas that was, when I was young, that was standard in many families. And again, particularly black families, that was, that was standard practice. Right. Um, so have evolved as the years and decades and even centuries have gone by. But um, yeah, you know, oh, the second thing, and then I'll shut my mouth. You guys did a good job of pointing out, and I think you guys have actually, you ladies have done this before with this, this uh, issue, is pointing out that a lot of people tend to stereotype domestic violence as almost exclusively a, 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 a male issue and, and the, with the women being the victim. And it took me being a fan of a television show to learn otherwise. Actually, the first time I learned otherwise, one of the, the, the longest running show, I don't know if people know if they're TV fans, the longest running TV show is Law & Order Special Victims Unit, SVU. My favorite. Yeah, I love that show. I, I, me and my wife, we we used to, we haven't so much this season, but we used to watch that reruns of that literally every night. Um, and, and in one of the early seasons, they had an episode about this guy. This relates to something actually. I now think about it, something you said about some of the guys who tend to be the most likely to be abusers are those who were abused themselves, or if not abused themselves, were close observers. Well, Law and Order SVU had an episode where this guy was an abuser of women. And then when they dug into his history, they found out his mother used to domestically abuse, physically and violently abuse his father. And he was an eyewitness to that as a child and a teenager. And it made him grow up hating women. And he he took out on women what he saw his mother doing to his father. And anyway, in one of the scenes, the woman, what's her name? She's still on the show. Lieutenant Benson, I think her name is. She quotes a, a statistic that at the time was actually a real statistic. She said, well, most people, she was telling her partner, she said, most people don't know. I can't remember the exact percentage, so I don't, don't quote me on this. I don't want to mess it up. But I want to say it was roughly in the area of like one third. She said something like, 36.3% of victims of domestic violence are actually men. And the partner was like, really? I never knew that. She was like, yeah. People think women are always the victims, but a lot of women assault. Like, I have a close female friend we talked about five years ago. And I remember they were, her parents were close friends with my parents. And I remember when her, her parents split up, we were very, me and my brother and my mother and father were very disappointed that they got divorced. And I had heard hints that he had put hands on her. Anyway, just as recently as five years ago, I was talking to her and somehow we got on that subject. And she said, Alan, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't like seeing my mother, I mean, my father put hands on my mother, but no less than three-fourths of the time she deserved it. And I said, wow, that's a strong statement. She said, yeah. Wow. She said, my mother used to provoke him. She used to say, oh, you a punk. 
you a punk. You ain't no man. You ain't no man. And blah, blah, blah. And she would say these insulting things to him basically to provoke him. I heard uh, Nicole used to do that with OJ, not defending OJ. <laughs> but as Chris Rock said, I understand. But um, yeah, my friend. You know, I've heard friend. some horrible stories about OJ and what OJ did to Nicole. OJ was, ooh, we, outside of, you know. That yeah, other stuff, used, but uh, OJ was uh, yeah, they say OJ was a beast, like a beast, he used like to whip ass, but um, yeah, you know. But as somebody just said, I happened to glance in the chat room, that's true. You know, that old there's an old adage when I was a schoolboy that they used to say, Sticks and stones can hurt my bones, but words will never hurt me. So, Ashante Edwards, you're right in saying that. No man should necessarily resort to violence just because his wife, fiance, or girlfriend is hurling insults his way. So, and I'm not trying to justify that he did, but yeah, that's what I my, agree. that was the justification though of my close female friend. Though she said she felt like her mother deserved to be hit, and you know that wow. was her opinion. That was wow. and then so. So on that note, yeah, I just wanted to uh, throw all those things in there. But yeah, Yashelle was one of the first women after I came to YouTube, which was in April 2017, that I heard extensively talking about uh, the concept of domestic discipline. You know, thank you for that, um, ARC. Appreciate you for enlightening us. And also, uh, I, I heard um, her name was mentioned on our show when we were talking about domestic discipline versus DV. Um, well, when we were talking, well, when the, the topic came up of domestic discipline versus um, DV. So um, I'm not familiar with who she is, but someone did mention that she was one of the first people in this space to promote mm -hmm. that. Um yep. I, you know, we also saw like, you know, you remember when Shaharazad, well, uh, Shaharazad, when she had her, her book and she, you know, was kind of encouraging domestic discipline and, and, and how black women were in an uproar because of her comments relating to uh, domestic discipline. I do want to say that um, domestic discipline is something that is supposed to be, uh, you know, consensual, but right. uh, as men, I would never encourage one of my brothers to engage in domestic discipline because women are fickle. And yeah, she may say I'm consenting to this relationship today, but you piss her off and try to engage in domestic discipline tomorrow. Um, and you know, she, you could have the cops called on you. So be very careful. <laughs> just, but it's just, because a, a lot of our relationships aren't rooted in religion like they used to be. Um, you, there used to be a time where everybody went to church, everybody followed, uh, doctrines of church and of the Bible. Um, we don't see as much of that nowadays. So, um, yeah, I, I would say I absolutely agree with you too, uh, in that aspect. Let me get these super chats out the way. Shout out to my brother, uh, Kev, uh, black from black men being brutally honest he says long live the habitual line steppers here for the gratuitous virtual signaling <laughs> thank you kev long live. long live um shout out to platinum elite again he says kevin samuels gave me a half ass shout out tell your 
boy to do better. <laughs> really, Platinum. Uh, Kev, if you gonna call Platt out, you gotta call the whole name, honey. Platinum motherfucking elite up in this thing. <laughs> but uh, shout out to you, Platt. Thank you. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. Uh-oh, he coming for you, Concrete, because this ain't even for me. He said, what Concrete ain't going to like me for this. But I think <laughs> one of the few ways domestic discipline can work is through God. It doesn't work unless a, um, the man is accountable to something higher. Um, oh, I'm not impacted by that. I, I, I agree. Oh, okay. um, I thought he was going to say so. I thought he was talking to you, girl. I was like, he putting it to you, honey. Um, yeah. Black Wizard, like I said, I don't think, it, not as... Many people aren't re as religious anymore, and we've kind of become our own um, higher powers. Um, a lot of people have. And so uh, most people feel like they should be accountable to, se to self. Um, so if self wants to do whatever, then that's what self chooses to do. But there is not really any accountability to any higher power. So um, I've noticed that through a lot of people. Um, but so, do you, you know, think that part are. of it? It's part of it, like ARC said, like some people did go overboard. There was a time, uh, you know, um, years ago where that was common that, you know, men uh, put the smack down. If you are, you know, um, doing what you, if you were um, impacting the family um, and not to say that that was right. I don't like, I, I don't, I'm not agreeing that that was a good thing, a positive thing, that it was the right thing to do, but um, some people would get carried away. And to be completely honest, like I, I've talked to my uh, fiance was Muslim for a very long time. And um, he now, you know, practices a different religion and um, both of those religions, um, you know, domestic discipline is something that is permissible. Uh, so we talked about this at length and we talked about, you know, examples where men have gone too far and how um, in these religions that a woman is uh, supported by the, the church or the the um, she has support of the community. If she, if if a person, if a man, her husband even is abusing her and she wants to leave that, you know, no one is saying you're supposed to stay in a relationship and be abused and that there are certain parameters in place for when domestic discipline can be employed. And it is kind of like, um, you know, not because you didn't feel like washing dishes, not because you cook pot roast instead of pork chops. Well, not pork chops, but pot roast instead of corned beef. Um, you know, it, it's not just because, you know, something didn't go your way. It has to be your um, your behavior jeopardizes the family in some way. So um, I, I there was like I said, there was a time when it was a regular thing and some people did get carried away. And, you know, you may be having a bad day and you come in and you feel like hitting your wife as a result of it, which is despicable. Um, so, yeah, that could be the reason why uh, it's not. It's no longer practiced as well. Y'all blowing this shit way out of proportion. <laughs> they really are. They really are. They really are. Uh, the worst. I can't wait. Wait, 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 wait. You so you can tell us why. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, wait, let's let's get Archer in here first because um, Rogan son, I do want to hear what you have to say so you can tell us why. But sincere cracking up. Well, was it Archer or sincere cracking up first? Oh, no, oh, Archer first. Archer was in okay, Archer's well, in here since ARC. Go, 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 go ahead, Archer. What you got for us? I, I got a lot to say about this. I don't even know if this is on topic, but when it comes to this whole domestic violence situation, 
I don't know why black women are so triggered about this. Like every single one of you act like you've been the biggest victim of domestic violence. And I'm pretty sure if I was asked both the women. Neither of us have implied that. And I've never been um, abused. Exactly. And that's that's typically most black women. But we're so sensitive about talking about talking about it in the in the black community as if it's something that happens every day to every black woman. When in most cases, most black women are the ones beating their men. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, we, I've never beat anybody either. Like you ask any black man, he's been beat on by a black woman. And it's not really beat on because it probably didn't hurt, or we probably didn't think much about it. But in the case of Black America, we all know black black women are very aggressive people when it comes to relationships. They 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 joke in their music about hitting hitting uh men about beating him up, like, and it's just crazy that we have a petition. I mean, this is basically an Emmett Till type of witch hunt for Kevin Samuels. And I don't understand why we're going to try to preference it with uh, domestic uh, violence versus domestic discipline. Any way it goes, black women ain't going unless they're the ones that say we're committed. As long as they're, if we were to flip the, flip the script and say black women, which one would you rather be able to do to your man domestic violence or domestic discipline, then we can have a conversation. But as long as it's on what, what men can do to the women, then it's a problem. We all know in Black America, most Black, most, we we bring up these quotes and these stats about Black women experiencing the most domestic violence. Domestic violence is a very broad term nowadays. You can grab a woman's wrist and the police show up and they say, did you touch her? They say, well, I grabbed her wrist, got the handcuffs on you. Now you got a DV charge. And you got to plea out the shit. Now you got to plea out the shit and it goes towards the number of Black women being abused. So it means nothing at this point in time. But and we're not pushing a narrative that most black women are abused. We were actually kind of highlighting how black men also suffer abuse and well, you highlight, know, you know, focused on the stats that also show that, you know, black men are impacted by abuse. And we also highlighted how there okay. are some false reports. So that's not our, our ministry. Well, con- concrete, concrete. Let's not be super narcissistic. I'm not just talking about you. You're not the whole oh, black community. Well, <laughs> I'm talking about the overall view of the way we view this topic in the in the black community as a whole. We're very sensitive to this topic. So the point before anybody even talks about it, we have a long three to four minute disclaimer about how we're not supporting domestic abuse because, you know, it's so bad, the color purple and, you know, whatever, you know. So we understand that. And it just, it is. And, and if you're since if you're not a man, you won't understand what I'm about to say. But if you're a man, you understand this. Every black man or every man in general, I would assume, but I'm not every man. I'm just a black man. Every man in general in, in, in America can can uh can understand that women can call the police on you at any time and just tell the police whatever they want to tell you. We even have a new video uh servicing right now of young Pharaoh, young Pharaoh's baby mama claiming that he abused that he abused her. And and there's no evidence, she's not there's no there's no lumps on her face, but just the fact that she can just turn on her camera and say, He hit me and it's 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 set in stone. He hit her. We just believe her word off rip like that as a community is a problem, and that's how you get so many of these cases where black where black men are just screwed over. Now I don't like Young Pharaoh. I don't support the black woman as God narrative. But I'm looking at the woman and I'm listening to the story. Like, okay, you said he hit you, and he, during the scuffle he accidentally hit the baby, but the baby looks okay. Like, every, like you don't have it. Like black women can just say whatever they want and they're believed. So we, that's not preferences whether Kevin Sams is talking about domestic discipline or domestic violence. Anyway, it goes this power dynamic where black women can use the 
use this one example of domestic violence to get black men to keep black men under control. Keep black men under control. I mean, you can. I mean, basically, a woman can pull a knife out on you, and you take the knife out of her hand, and the police come and you say, "Yeah, she put a knife on me. I took the knife out of her hand." You're going to jail because technically, you're not supposed to touch her. You're not supposed to touch her. That's just, just which is fucking insane. But well, this whole goal, and I'm not, I'm, I'm rambling right now. I'm not going to stay on this Goldie thing. I'm about to jump off one Goldie thing, and I'm gonna jump off. But as far as you having a black son, and this is where it comes to black, goes back to black boys not being able to read, black boys having not really being raised properly, and we all hear her son on these live streams. You have, you are raising children who are eventually going to grow up to be men in this environment where you're fostering a narrative that black men are super violent. And if you and and somebody said this, I think it was Edward Anderson. He quotes this frame: "Black women are the number one character witness of black men." So if black women are running around saying black men are violent, black men are this, black men are that, that gives other groups a justification to do whatever they want to black men. So if you're raising boys Facts. and you're running around and you're running around here saying black men are violent, there's uptick in domestic violence, but she never, she never uh, substantiated, she never proved, she just said it and because she's a black woman we're just gonna go with what she says you gotta remember your boys are growing up into this environment where not only well, number one they're gonna be automatically they're gonna grow up into an environment where they're dealing with the woman everybody's automatically gonna uh, assume that he's abusing her if she claims he is without no evidence she can just say it so she's really she's really sad that's how that's, she's really sabotaging her boys and 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 the and the petty and the pettiness in me wish I had a camera to see to be there whenever uh her son calls her and says, Mom, I didn't touch the girl, but I'm in jail for D V. Can you bail me out? You can boot me off the panel, but I have to say that. I'm done. Really? Um yeah, yeah. Really. Archer. Really. Really, I'm sorry. Not you sorry. Archie really. shit. Well, ho- hopefully that's never the case for her. Right. I pray that that is not. Uh, well, but I, mean, I do you, understand I mean, the you, point. That you're you can say that's never the case, but if any, I mean, it's poetic justice. If, if, if now, I'm, now I'm angry. If any boy deserves that, I wouldn't wish that on nobody. I have a son, and I don't want that ever right. to fucking happen to my son. But if anybody fucking deserves that, the women that's pushing it. Well, they, they, they I, I understand your point. So you don't have to push. So I understand your point. However, um, she's not here. In addition, I don't wish, I don't care. There are people that I can't stand in this space and I wouldn't wish that on them. So I don't wish for any of my people to have to um, deal with something like that. So, you know, um, I do appreciate your commentary, though. And I do understand the point that you are making, um, you know, as it relates to it. I think that... Um, I think that we all understand your point. So uh, we do have a few super chats to get through. Um, the first one is from American Negro. He says, Black Wizard is correct. Uh, that's what is supporting Kevin Samuel's stance. Goldie is foiled and Roger proved it. She tried and she failed. Uh, thank you, American Negro, for your support. And then he also says, Archer is correct. Lord. <laughs> thank you again for the support. Appreciate you. Okay. Um, sincere, go ahead, then. Yeah, I was I gonna, add. yeah, go ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead. It's cool, go ahead. I'll wait till you're done. No, I, I was getting ready to call on you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Nah, I just was gonna say, I agree with what he says. It seems like she's doing it for like get back, like you know, because she don't agree with him, and that's the reason why she's bringing up the domestic violence for a way to tear him down off his platform. That's the way how you know I look at it when it comes to the Goldie lady, too. I agree with him 100% too, what you said, you know? 
That's how I feel about when it comes to that 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 lady because it's like she's not giving any like kind of like facts, you know, behind it, like no no like evidence that he's you know showing any traits of domestic violence. You know, that's I how do I have, do. Well, I, I have a question. I do have to say oh, too. Uh, I'm sorry, really, just really briefly. Um, I do have to say now, Goldie didn't provide any stats as it relates to DV increasing since uh, Kevin Samuel's rise. Like uh, she did not provide any facts as it relates to that. Um, I do. I have read articles that have stated that DV has increased as a result of uh, the, 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 the effects of the, the, the pandemic. Um, but I don't uh, have, there's no evidence that Kevin Samuels can be tied to any of that. But overall from the statistics that I, and I read several articles on, you know, um, DV, intimate partner violence, um, that it's still down drastically from, you know, um, even 10 years ago, like that, that we're seeing an overall decrease in intimate partner violence, which is a positive thing. Now, I do have to admit that, you know, when we, when the question was posed that she didn't provide any concrete evidence that Kevin Samuel somehow can be linked to an increase in DV and or really um, anyone's murder. Uh, I know that that was also something that was briefly um, touched on. Can I ask you a question? Oh, I did have can, a question for can, the panel. Can, can I ask you a question um, first? Sure. What when when she brought that up the, the domestic violence? How come you didn't like check her and say, "Well, where's your evidence? Why didn't you have anything to?" Actually, back we did. If you went, if you she, she did back and watch the whole interview. We don't get hostile with our guests. We talked about that at the beginning of our show. So no, yeah, no, like no, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not saying that you know, like you being hostile. I'm just saying like she's coming off of like no evidence like this because she's mm-hmm. speaking on domestic violence in two different ways. She's trying to say it like, what is she trying to say like verbal um on domestic violence or is she trying no. to say physically? Well, we well first of all, I'll say this that I I I will say that I established that if you come to a public platform. And somebody says something mean to you, um, yes, to me, ma'am. that's not violence. Um, mm-hmm. That's a person being mean. Um, I, to me, I, and, and if you would still have to be a participant in that. Um, and then we did ask her for stats. Um, I specifically asked her for stats, and she said she didn't have her stats right then. She said she would provide them um, maybe at a later date or whatever, but. That question was and I chimed asked. in and talked about how there's a difference between DV and um, domestic discipline. And Danny specifically asked for examples of when Kevin was promoting um, DV or you know the the examples of the domestic discipline. So um, there was pushback. I think that you guys like because you well the men typically push back in a different way. Our uh, way of pushing back is to ask more questions to get her to dig a little deeper so that maybe she can come to the conclusion or conclude herself that, oh, maybe it wasn't him promoting DV or, um, you know, maybe I am mistaken. So sometimes when you ask questions to someone, you make them think and kind of dig a little deeper and, you know, they may realize that I was off the mark with my assertion of what I thought he was promoting. Right. That's true. You're right. I agree with you on that. I do agree with y'all with that. I do. Now, I do have a question for uh, the panel real quick. Um, what do you guys think that either side, black men or black women give enough pushback as it opposed as when it comes to domestic violence? Um, do y'all think that we give enough pushback on either side? By pushback, 
What do you mean by pushback? Yeah. Um, what I've noticed is, is if a guy is popular, let's say he has a lot of money, he's popular, um, he's that dude. Um, I noticed that people will tend to get quiet when um, they say some outlandish things. And I'll give you a prime example. I didn't see the space uh, denounce Donovan Sharp for his comments about domestic violence. Um, the, Donovan Sharp said he would flat out punch a bitch in the mouth. He would have punched that bitch in her face. He would have did that. I didn't see people um, flat out. What was out. the context? What, what, was, what was the context? What was the situation? If she got in his face or if she was saying something crazy to him, he would have punched her in her mouth. Um that was basically the context of it. Okay, I'd have well, that, to, that's uh, off. I ain't, I ain't see it. If I would have saw it, yeah, that's that's off. Just for, just for words or something. I mean, you know, he, yeah, he, he wasn't in danger or nothing. As far as the whole situation goes, that he was. Talking I don't about think if, he was necessarily should. in danger, but let's say the woman got aggressive with him, um, right. and let's say she was talking crazy to him, and he specifically said. Something like if she had said this to me, I would have punched her in her fucking face. I would have punched her in her mouth. Um, do you okay. think that uh, we denounce people enough when it comes down to them promoting violence against each other? And I'm talking men and women. Uh, nah, it's always it's, 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 it's usually it's by case basis and it has to be by case basis because. You know, shit can do some crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and the thing is, is it's like women think that they don't ever deserve to get knocked in the motherfucking throat. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all can't do so nothing. Can you can you can you expound on that? What do you mean? As 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 harsh as it can get for a man, y'all think y'all never can take it there. Well, <laughs> that's, I'm, like, I, that's why true. I asked you that's to, uh, like, because I'm not one of those people who feels like you shouldn't allow a woman to hit you. I feel like as a woman, even if you slap a man and you may, a man, the most men may have five to 10 times the strength that you have. So you may slap him and it may not even hurt. Now, if he hauls off and slap you, you can't be pissed and say, oh, he didn't have to hit her that hard. We see examples of that all the time. The bus driver uh, situation or when a black woman is jumping up in a man's face and she's, you know, uh, all in his face confrontational aggressive and that may not be in your opinion deserving of her being hit but hitting over is, words is bitch shit it's always I agree, bitch shit. but it's always also, gonna be bitch where's shit. the out where's the outrage from bystanders when somebody is um you know agitating and or um you know being aggressive and and, and pushing someone's buttons and getting up in their face and disrespecting them in their personal space before it gets to a point where you know it's it becomes physical once it becomes physical that's typically when we see the outrage of those who are bystanders and i feel like black women are you know men aren't really um for the rah-rah like you know men don't typically do a lot of talking so well that's, that's behavior that we typically i'm talking about when it comes to like like aggressive like you don't see men jumping up in women's faces or no. jumping up even really in another man's face i'm talking the about past. the example i'm giving right let me interject this one point in here let me interject this one point in here um uh another review and it was from a guy named hamburger and that's spelled with an e um he had he did a 2005 review that found that men respond to domestic violence with laughter and amusement 
And I thought that that was very interesting in the way that men respond um, when a woman hits on them, um, because I don't think that they uh, take it serious a lot of times, even if she could be really, really heated and mad. But they said that you guys respond to respond to a lot of it with you laugh at the chick. Well, the thing is, it's a, it's a, it's, it's not. It, the thing is, it's a choice. Anytime, anytime a woman is able to repeatedly connect with you with fist, feet, whatever the fuck, that's a choice. And and the motherfucker getting hit is probably stopping himself from killing that bitch. That now uh, to be. Oh, let me just say this really quickly, Jay the Conqueror. I'm not expecting bystanders to save anyone. I'm saying, as bystanders, don't be shocked and 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 you know. Um, um, upset once someone is hit or uh, once it becomes physical if you had an opportunity to stop it before it got to that level. That's my point. Keep that same energy once it gets to the level that it becomes physical that you have when someone is pushing someone's buttons all in their face, all in their space, disrespecting them, spitting on them while they're talking, calling them all out of their name, trying everything in their power to emasculate them. Now, I'm not saying that it's right because it is just words. However, you can't tell, you don't know what the next person's tolerance is you don't know when they they're going to say enough is enough so as a result you know you put yourself in, you walking into the lion's den you putting yourself in the line of fire and typically once the person typically being male responds everybody is up in arms but i'm saying keep that same energy that you had when you saw it escalating to that point that's um, a lot of rationalism for a usually irrational creature <laughs> that's, that's, that's the thing. I, I hate. I hate. I hate that about y'all. Y'all still think y'all regular. Y'all think y'all. Y'all still think y'all regular. Y'all dipped in the sauce and y'all still think y'all regular. Get the fuck out of here. You y'all. You can't. You, I mean, I understand that. You know what I'm saying? You're the level in your mind. And yo, that's a good level. That's an honorable level. But most of the women are beneath you if they ain't at the level of, of rationality where you at with it. And that just is what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I I understand. And, and thank you for pointing that out. And I see like some of the women in the comments, like they don't like to hear that. And you can tell by some of the responses, just say, you know, like as a, we, we don't, they're stronger than us. They are not your equal. They are like they're physically superior. I'm gonna say it. They're physically superior. What's wrong with saying that? Like, you no, said but no, like but no, 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 no. See, but see, that, that plant. They don't even uh, like you to say that. Oh, plant the seed of fear, though. You don't want to plant the seed of fear. You want, want to plant. You want to. You want to plant a seed. You want to plant a seed of respect. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me show you. Let me say this though. Um, when we talk about the spirit of fear and a woman being afraid of her man to a certain degree, um, and I know uh, this is probably the biggest pick me shit I have ever said. Oh, but, go ahead, uh, go ahead. Speak your piece. <laughs> women tend to respect what they fear. Of course, that's crazy. I, I hate I hate to say it because it makes me feel some type of way to even say it. But women do tend to respect what they fear. Um, right. If they feel like they got a weak ass dude, they treat the dude like he's a weak ass dude. Um, and we all know that. So yeah, but you know, your fear ain't gonna come from from fear of me beating your ass. Your fear is gonna come from my motherfucking majesty. 
It your, should. That, that, it that's, should. That's where your fear is going to come from. Your fear, your but, fear is going to come from how you see I interact with within this world and see the respect that I get from others. It should. That's, your, your fear is going to turn to reverence. That's what that's what this shit's supposed to be. Ain't, ain't fear. Be. Fuck some fear. I don't want you scared of me. You just get get to my motherfucking right and get right. But a woman, a I feel like I a, a woman question. should have a, a healthy dose of not knowing um, or she shouldn't be able to get away or know that she she would be able to get away with a whole bunch of shit. And that means she doesn't respect your capabilities. Exactly. That means she doesn't. That means she doesn't trust your capabilities. I understand what you're saying to a degree. I don't fear that my fiance will put his hands on me. However, I know if he if I were to violate him in some way, and if you know he was out of his mind and responded in kind, I wouldn't stand a chance. You that know what point. I mean? Like that's the thing. Like understanding that you might not, you might know in your heart of hearts that this person isn't going to harm you. But understanding right. that if he decided to, like you know, he could knock you out in, in, with one hand, you know, and without yeah. without flinching. You know what I mean? So understanding that. Like it's kind of like oh it 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 prevents you from um you know acting irrationally with this person it prevents what about you from making sure you know what though, like Concrete, we use oh. we use our feminine wiles uh to control men and for the for the most part uh our feminine stuff. wiles have worked <laughs> against most men and so. Okay. I got a question. We're not scared anymore. Her, 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 I'm going to read these chats real quick. And then I got to get uh, Sean up in here because Sean has been waiting patiently and he's been here for a minute. Um, shout out to Mr. Shepard. And wait a minute. Shout out to Mr. Shepard again. He said, so a civil, so a one civilized man will turn violent toward a black woman after listening to Kevin Samuels, no longer caring about the consequences of the law. Um, of course Mr. not. You bring, you bring about a good point. Make it make sense. Um, sh wait, 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 wait. Did I miss one from there? I said it. I feel like I did. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. Shout out to the RX Zero. He said the difference is this. If the public sees a man hit a woman, everyone will intervene. If the public mm -hmm. sees a woman hit a man, everyone laughs. You are absolutely, absolutely. correct. Um, not absolutely. only will we laugh, we'll cheer that shit on, especially women, because women will say that, oh, you know what? He deserved it. Oh, you know what? He was running around on her ass, so he deserved to get knocked upside his head. Um, we've seen it a thousand times where uh, women have uh, done things to men and nobody has batted an eyelash. Um, most people have laughed, but if a man did the same thing to a woman, um we looking to cancel him um mm -hmm. so i i, I do I agree. agree with that um but sean, uh, before sean goes roger's son didn't have a, an opportunity to actually say his comment he was chiming in on what we were talking about uh, respect okay. respect um okay. well i came up here in defense for domestic discipline you know what i'm saying the way y'all was speaking on it earlier it was almost like y'all was pairing the two because it was like well when it gets out of hand and he gets into beating the bitch's ass and it's like wait a minute that that ain't even what it's supposed to be from the jump you know what i'm saying that is done when there is an establishment of an agreement of of understanding that it's being done through love and not no you know because she didn't do the dishes or something shit like that it's like no because her let's say her her recipe her, 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 her ah, what's the word receptivity was not at 
the correct level. Like what? Give us an example where you perform domestic discipline. Well, we'll just say, let's just say smacking on ass, right? Bend over, just like with y'all thumb drive or thumbnail that y'all got right there. That right there. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're speaking. But you're when taking, would that be appropriate? It would be appropriate when none of none of your your loving engagements were being received respectfully, because a lot of times y'all get irrational, get into the feelings, and nobody else's feelings matter except yours. And so it's like you're not looking at the entirety of the situation. Uh, most of the time, when we're thinking, we're it thinking. It sounds for like family. a bunch of words. Like give us y'all thinking, y'all thinking for self. Rogish, <laughs> give us a solid example. Like you're saying, it, it it doesn't matter if she didn't do the dishes. Give us a solid example. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm, that that's what I'm saying. Like 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 say say you're getting into a, a heated argument, right? A heated mm -hmm. argument, and you are giving an earnest attempt to make sure there is a respectable connection and understanding there, and she's putting mm -hmm. up a block for that. You know, so she's sitting over there like, hard head make a soft ass. It ain't deep. Y'all try to make this shit deep. Wait a minute, wait a minute, because I because this is what I'm trying to get down to the bottom of. Because I want to see how 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 operates. Because you sound familiar. Okay. Okay. So y'all arguing back and forth. She she her voice starts to elevate. Then do you take her? And you just bend her over on the ass and you start spanking her on the no, ass. No, no, I do not. She's permitted to elevate her voice. That's passion. We black. That shit happens. It's just that when it gets to either non not receptive or disrespectful, then okay, that's normal words that need to be said. Cause the entire time I'm making sure I'm going at this with love, empathy, you know what I'm saying, seeking understanding. And right now, I you out of motherfucking pocket. Prepare so to get when back she in. get out of motherfucking pocket. Um, let's say when she gets disrespectful, then do you grab her up and then start spanking her on the ass? Well, not yes. in public, but not in public, though. Yeah, we're not talking about oh, in no, public. No, oh, no, no, I thought no, you no, said not, she was no, no, out in not, not in public, because the thing is, this isn't this isn't to be done just to you know shut her up or get her right. No, the, the entire time there's a connection there. You're not just smacking so, her trying to give her pain, you're causing her to feel a, an uncomfortable sensation. So but what do you think about that there's open, control? What do you think about open handing open handed slapping a woman when she's in the face? In that, yeah. Mm, <laughs> that's dangerous. <laughs> I mean, why would you do that? You could actually kill a bitch with some shit like that. Open handed slap can kill a woman. They really can. So yeah, you know what I'm saying? You get a concussion. You, you risk other people getting in your business, and it's just like that that can nah, be a look, the, the whole thing situation. is it's it's not to degrade you, right. it's to remind you. And 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 there's no there's no need to be really no anger in that. I'm 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 just reminding you. I'm that motherfucker. <laughs> Rogan, okay. that's so interesting I, I i get the picture that you're painting and it makes sense to me like when i hear women that um are in relationships or dis domestic discipline is used like they say that like they're reminded of whatever they did to act up like all throughout the day because they're sore or they're maybe like a little bruised or like you know um something like that but these are women who enjoy the pain that comes with that so yeah yes um, i'm only doing it because i love you what? Uh, wow. Okay. Um. Shout out to L. Nixon. Danny, I know you over there taking notes to give to Bro Curly. Honey, I'm. Uh, I already learned how to cook hot grits when I was young, baby. Listen, 
I learned how to boil water in my house. Um, <laughs> I think you did. No domestic discipline over there in the Middleton household. Baby, we know how to make oatmeal. Um, <laughs> Listen, it's not that I know bad. where to find the like it. it. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Um, honey, I know how to keep a knife under the pillow. Why, honey, um, Listen, we talking about I know about where the guns enjoyable. are. Um, Goodbye. I know right. a few police officers. Um, <laughs> you know your way around a gun. You built that um, um, military. Um, honey, I'm a sharpshooter. Um, honey, uh, <laughs> honey, I watch snapped. Um. Baby, listen. Oh shit! Listen. I, I hope you listen. I hope you listen, brother Greg. I hope you listen. Uh, <laughs> uh, Curlin ain't gonna be part of the splash. We ain't gonna be. We ain't about to do the splash, brothers, baby. We 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 not on that. Um. So yeah. Um. Shout out to L Nixon. He says, "I don't know what y'all do, but I don't mind calling." either the cops or my bipolar female cousin put one in jail for a night and d didn't give a F and that was my son's mother. Ooh, Don't do okay. DC at all. Listen, Somebody man gotta, Yeah, man gotta Ooh. start calling the popo too. Listen, you better because it could mean the difference between you going to jail and even though she was the aggressor, her going to jail. Most men don't want to send a woman in their life to jail, but you know, hey, like she would do it to you. In addition, you could be, um, if she's violent, like she needs to get some help. Baby. Uh, yeah, because, yeah. And then Concrete, uh, well, let me get Sean in because Sean, Sean have been over, over on this thing, chilling. Sean, what are your thoughts on the uh, show and the topic? Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. We can. Good, good, good. Um, as far as domestic violence, one of the things that really <clears throat> hurts me about it is it always seems to be that the burden is on the man when it comes to domestic violence. And what I mean by that is you take a scenario where a man and a woman get in an argument, the woman hits the man first. The burden is, of course, on the guy to not hit her back. Okay. And you take the same scenario man and a woman arguing, the man is about to lose his cool, lose his temper, which of course means he's about to hit the woman. Hell of a burden placed on the man to not hit the woman first. And that that really irks me because um, the, the, the explanation that's kind of thrown around for that is, well, the man is bigger, the man is stronger. So, you know, he shouldn't hit a woman no matter what, no matter if the woman hits him first. And my, my response to that is, I'm sure when we were all kids, uh, we were taught to not get in a fight with someone that's bigger than you. Because if you get in a fight with someone that's bigger than you, stronger than you, then chances are you're going to lose that fight. And chances are when that person that's bigger and stronger hits you, it's going to hurt 10 times worse. So that, that, that sense of thinking never seems to be prevalent in the back of the minds of a woman when she um, hits the man first. And, um, what I blame for that is I blame society and I especially blame Hollywood. And let me explain why, why, why I blame Hollywood. How many movies, guys, can we think of where you've seen a woman slap a man? No matter if the man was caught cheating, uh, the man came home late, or the, the, the man uh, 
you know, he did whatever. How many times did you have you? We saw a movie where a woman slaps a man freely, and she's empowered, she's emboldened, she's clapped, she's cheered. There are a hell of a lot of movies out there like that that have pretty much made it acceptable in society for a woman to hit a man and not even think twice about it. No, no sense of repercussion, no sense of backlash that might happen or what. All right, and and and, and another scenario. What about back in the day? Al Green, his wife threw hot grits on him. We're all cheering about it today. It, it was okay. I'm not really sure what Al Green did, but you know, it, it, she was cheered. She, you know, she was emboldened, and, and so I, I really don't like the fact that it always seems that the burden is on the man's shoulder as far as consequences, as far as repercussion, as far as backlash when it comes to domestic violence, even if. The woman hits him first, to which you know she doesn't really fear anything. So that's that's all I kind of want to say about it, you know. And um, I'll, I'll uh, you know, hop off hop off the panel here. Okay, well you could Thank stay you. if you want, uh, Sean. <laughs> we, Thank we, you, Sean. I do I'll think Sean highlighted something important. It does become like something that's funny when it's a man involved and you never, you don't hear people joking about like Rihanna, but like when it's Al Green and I can't remember what happened, but I think the woman did kill herself or so something was, you know, clearly not right. But um, I um, do find it interesting. Like when he highlighted the fact that when, when, a, when a abuse happens to a man and that's like a society thing. Like um, I think that we, we talk about such, we talk about how important it is for men to come forward for men to uh, advocate for themselves, for men to call the cops if thing, if, you know, if they're being abused, uh, but then, you know, their friends are going to laugh, laugh about it. Their family will laugh about it. If we read an article about it in the paper, we laugh about it. We make, we, make light of it we you know there's no sympathy or empathy that's displayed for men who do suffer abuse and until we change that um, narrative within our society men will still you know not report abuse in addition I do think men are men still view themselves as protectors and leaders and in most instances um, they don't find like they don't see it as protecting the woman who they love or share a child with or was once in a relationship with if they have to put her behind bars like that's not something that you know men take lightly so I do think that you know a lot of men um, don't want to call the cops if they can help it right um shout out to l nixon he says he's snitching on y'all violent women like the dude from Ellie, honey uh <laughs> i don't like this shit i don't like this shit um <laughs> <At all>. <laughs> <laughs> <She's so silly. laughs> thank you l nixon okay let's get black wizard up in this thing um black wizard what are your thoughts yeah um I actually was the person who uh, broached the domestic discipline thing when y'all were talking about it, um, because I, I I think I put in a super chat that said uh, I actually heard him say it on Lapeef Let's Talk, uh, another yeah, you YouTube podcast. Yeah, and um, I it was wasn't on too there long last after that. Night. Say again. I was on there last night. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they were they were in a pretty uh, interesting show there. But um, yeah, they were talking about it on there. And I think she had even mentioned, like uh, Kevin was talking about Sean Connery and uh, how in an interview, 
back, I guess, I think it was like in the 50s. He was just talking about just openly, openly slapping a woman and Kevin using that as an example um, of how things used to be. I think I think a lot of the stuff that she was talking about was framed in a way that wasn't exactly how it went down when I saw the show. Like, for instance, the rearranging the furniture in somebody's mouth. It's like. He was kind of, I, when he was speaking about that kind of stuff, he was kind of mentioning it as a like a I mean, you could say it's a bad joke, but it was a joke <laughs> when he mentioned it. You know what I mean? So, um yeah, I think there's a very big difference between domestic discipline and domestic violence. Um, domestic discipline is two people consenting to an act, and there's like a bunch of stuff that you go through beforehand, and Facts. you know, there's safe words and all kinds of stuff, you know. So, and not safe word like BDSM, but like you know, there's like a safe word like you know, hey, maybe you're going too far, you know. <laughs> so, so it's like. Yeah. So and then and then with the consent aspect, I think it takes the violence, uh, domestic violence aspect kind of out of the situation, because when you think of domestic violence, you like you're not consenting like person's not consenting to domestic violence. You just somebody just put hands on you or whatever. And and you just got to deal with the aftermath. So it's like um, I don't think I don't think you put the two things in the same in the same realm like. Uh, especially when there's consent involved, I, I I just don't see it the same as the same thing. I agree, Black Wizard, wholeheartedly. Um, I definitely think they're two different things. Someone in the chat early on did say they viewed them as the same. Um, I don't see it as the same. Um, someone who enters into an agreement with their partner that says, "Hey, um, if I and uh, if I violate you." If I disrespect the family, if I disrespect you as the head of the household, um, I am permitting you to um, engage in domestic discipline and it may be something that they agree upon. Um, uh, there is something biblical that speaks to uh, a man getting, um, I don't know if it's, it's either biblical, if it's in the Hadith, what it speaks to a man like using a switch no bigger than the width of his thumb. So if that is maybe the agreement that, you know, your partner uses a switch in order to uh, employ domestic discipline, or if it's, I, you know, your partner gives you a spanking, or if it's not talked about in that great of detail, but it's still something that you agree upon. Hey, versus... wait, 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 that, yeah, but that agreement ain't on no paper or no verbal. No, 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 this no, is I'm what we're going to do. Yeah, no, no, most no. of the I'm time, not, what's most of the time is, it is. is it is brought forth because it is commanded. It's not no, demanded. I, I'm not saying that it is. Now, if in BDSM or kink relationships, it can be something that's spelled out on paper. However, um, when I'm talking about people who are doing it from a religious standpoint, and I don't know if it, it's either the Bible or the Hadith, and I, I can't remember. I have to ask my fiance, and he's downstairs. Um, it speaks to your partner getting a, a, a switch that's no bigger than the width of his thumb. That's what I was talking about. But um, whereas a situation where DV is employed is like unexpected, you're at the sink and someone comes in and they put their hands on you or whatever. So so I don't view it as the same at all. It's two completely different things on two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And like one of them comes from like a mutual respect and understanding and trust. So like I, I went through the comments a second ago and somebody said something along the lines of who would agree to that? 
it's like a person who trusts in what their partner um uh, who trusts in the in the uh in their partner just period somebody who trusts and loves their partner would right. agree to something like that if you don't trust another person to uh operate with some kind of discernment then of course you know domestic discipline is going to sound like a bad idea but um in some relationships there's actually trust who, and uh, they can they can trust each other to not go too far and some and so i think it's difficult for people who operate outside of that to imagine a situation where that could be like employed or that they could find themselves to be trusting enough in another to where, you know, they would be okay with that. But like, that's what I was saying earlier. I am telling you, I used to be extremely narrow-minded um, in the last couple of years. Like my mind has been open to so many different things that I typically would have turned my nose up to. And who would agree to that? That would have been my response to, you know, some of the things that I hear and some of the um, topics that I've been able to weigh in on um, by being open-minded too. But now I realize that what people do in the confines of their relationship is not my business. One, number two, who am I to judge? They may think I am absolutely absurd for some of the things that I do. Like it's just, you know, it's, it's you know, it's not our business, and you. It's important for you to just simply do what works for you. But you know, I, I think that it's unfair to pass judgment on people who it, it does work for, or who who are you know agreeing to this type of relationship. Like you know, that's that, that that's what works for them. Yeah, and just another thing, I don't want to speak too much about uh, Goldie since she's not here. I know sometimes she kind of lurks around in the chat, but uh, the like one thing that I didn't, well, I, I guess I, I guess I'm agreeing more with ARC the way he was uh, framing his understanding of her taking her position. It didn't really seem like she was taking solid root in her position, which is why my questions came off the way that it did because I was trying to get clarity, like she was. Like she would say that she's not wanting to censor somebody like she doesn't believe in censorship and then describe everything that censorship is with the petition that she's doing. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, it's like, well, you know, what you're doing is censorship. And if that's and if you feel that's necessary, then just say it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then and then the other question that I had that I noticed was the. Um, um, so she's saying the, you know, in the divestment culture, whatever, they talk about black men as a, a, a as an underpinning of some kind of negative culture that black men have towards marriage, um, family, kids, and education. Uh, and they and when black women are talking about generalities for black men, they're talking about that culture. But when black men are talking about generalities about black women, they're just talking about a very small sector of black women and spreading it across as if it doesn't apply to everybody. And then my question was like, well, couldn't you say that the men are doing the exact same thing that the men, women are doing? Why is it different when women are doing it? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I absolutely um, understand. And that's why I said, I like I said, I, I enjoyed the interview. Um, I think that... Yeah. Um, 
Goldie is extremely brave. Um, uh, I do think that, you know, she she's like sisterhood and she, um, I don't know if she sees herself in that light, but, um, I, but I guess that's the assumption that I made based off of our interview with her. Um, yeah, because, you know, I, I noticed the same thing that, you know, she was able to kind of give grace as it relates to women, but she wasn't extending that same grace to men. So, yeah, um, good. Yeah, good, and I want to uh, talk observation. about it, but she's not here. Yeah, <laughs> of course not. Absolutely. And it's just, right. we're just talking about our observation based on the, um, the interview, but yeah, uh, she's not here, but you know, she's welcome to our panel at any time if she wants to uh, respond to anything that we're saying. Absolutely. Well, we're going to start the process of wrapping it up. Um, Roguish Sun, what are your final thoughts? All right, thanks for uh, the hospitality. Long live the best last episode. Thanks for y'all. Long live that. You know Mm. We appreciate uh, participating in the breakdown. When it comes to the whole domestic discipline versus domestic violence, uh, the domestic violence should be considered taboo in the black community. You know what I'm saying? I, know, I understand black community ain't got a lot of taboos. <laughs> no more. Niggas just do whatever. Off the really don't. Yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, domestic, domestic violence should be one of those that's considered taboo, and domestic discipline should be something that is considered essential. Because it is, is okay, so let's say the whole agreement thing, right? But no, it's more along the line of it being a resonance. You know what I'm saying? It's something, something that you're admitting that will, you know what I'm saying, cause your woman to, you know what I'm saying, submit in, in said form. But this is the one thing, you know, we talk about submission. A lot of women don't understand. When y'all submit is when we submit. Y'all just got to do it first. Because, you know what I'm saying, what we got to, to offer you is so much. We're looking at the world and we're not going to keep it. We're looking to offer this shit to you. But you submit, we give you that motherfucker and then everybody's satisfied. But you got to show that you're worthy and you only show you're worthy through submission and the whole aspect of domestic discipline. It is the ultimate act of submission because your woman is permitting you to, you know, lovingly place some discomfort to her. But in that regard, I, I don't know, you know, people talking about, you know, paddles and all that shit. That's when you get into the S&M shit. You're really only supposed to be the hand. This is this is something that's, that that you maintain a consistent connection with. Speaking, talking, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a conversation, if you will. <laughs> and it's, it, it will strengthen your relationship. But the thing is, you, ha you have to make sure that you're engaging with a chick who will be down with you having that type of, you know, majesty about yourself, wanting that type of receptivity from her. That's the way it goes. It can't be no contract, can't be no verbal shit. Eh, you know, get up whatever you need to get up and you'll be able to experience that shit. But don't just write it off because if most of the uh, of, of the of the uh, relationship situations within our community was operating on such, we have a whole lot less friction. A whole lot less friction. And, you know, on the subconscious side of the game, you know, women like it. All women like being spanked. All right. They just don't like being beat. Motherfucker be thinking that you beat women and shit. Nah. No, no, no. All y'all like being spanked. It make all y'all get oh, yeah. somewhere in your body. So, you know what I'm saying? It, why, why not? Let's, let's utilize it as a tool 
It is so a culture. Please don't promote uh, violence uh, on our show. <laughs> chocolate. Chocolate. Ain't no wrong with a little bit of red on y'all brown. You know what I'm talking about? I said chocolate. Hey, thank y'all for uh, uh, letting me come up. Uh, As always, y'all take care of yourself. Stay safe, stay strong, stay dangerous, and stay ready. Because when you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready already. Peace. Thank you, Rogers. Definitely enjoyed your commentary. Thank you for dropping. (laughs) Thank you for dropping through. Um, Next, we'll have Sincere cracking up. Sincere, are you there? Sincere? It just came off mute. Can you hear us? Uh, try it again. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was just saying thank y'all for letting me on the panel. It's my first time on your channel, and I enjoyed it. And with the topic, it's two different things, man. What y'all talking about is two different things, and it's all about you got to know the difference between them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming up and giving us your commentary. Hopefully, you'll join us again. Yeah, I subscribed and everything. I'm gonna join in again. Excellent. Thank you, thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Bye bye. Sean, what are your final thoughts? Um, as usual, uh, appreciate being on the panel. You know, this is this is. Uh, I look forward to these days, as I said once before, Wednesdays and Sundays, you know, y'all always bring the heat, dope discussions. So I appreciate it. And uh, as far as domestic discipline, I think, you know, concrete, you pretty much put the nail on the coffin with it. It's all about consent to consenting adults. They feel like they feel as if uh, domestic discipline will help their relationship flourish and blossom and go to the next level. Then it's pretty much the end of that discussion. Um, as far as domestic violence, um, what I'm about to say might be a little bit controversial, so I'll try to uh, watch what I say and be careful with what I say here. Um, I don't think that it's it's okay for a man to hit a woman first when it comes to domestic violence. I, I absolutely believe as a man, if you are getting to that point to where you're getting angry and you're going to lose control of your emotions, you should absolutely walk away as far as you can. Because if you strike a woman first, then you deserve to be punished to the full extent of the law. Now, I said hit a woman first. And what I mean by that is if a woman hits a man, I'm sorry, I absolutely feel that that man is justified in hitting that woman back. Because I don't feel as if it's right that the expectation be put on a man to be a punching bag for a woman that can't control her temper, her emotions, and her actions. Because... As a man, I'm responsible for my temper, my actions, and my emotions. I can't be responsible for my emotions and be responsible for her temper, her reactions, and her emotions also. As a woman, I feel as if you are a grown adult and you're responsible for your own actions and your own temper, and it's your responsibility to control them. So I, I, I feel uh, I feel as if that needs to that needs to be better explained so that Women, especially a lot of women today, think twice about domestic violence when it comes to striking a man. Now, I know, unfortunately, uh, the, the numbers are slightly skewed in favor of men 
when it comes to domestic violence. But if you look at the studies, they're about neck and neck. But um, but I, I think society needs to do a better job of exposing this on the side of women so that there's a uh, a caution as to you know not striking a man and thinking it is okay. So I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to be too controversial, but uh, I look forward to Sunday. Well, Sean, um, I will have to say that I absolutely agree with what you just said. Um, you aren't supposed to be in charge of her emotions and your emotions. Um, and, it, you know, they, we talk about how we don't want to be controlled. Don't control us. You can't control us. But then um, when you respond to them, um, then it, it is something different. So I absolutely agree with what you said. And I appreciate you coming through today. Absolutely. All right, see y'all Sunday. Oh, yeah. Sunday going to be fire. So make sure you're here, Sean. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. See y'all later. All right. Peace. Thank you. Black Wizard, what are your final thoughts? Hello. Um, my final thoughts. Um, I remember uh, when you guys were interviewing Goldie, there was a person in the chat after domestic discipline was brought up that said something like you can't consent to violence you can't you can't consent to that when i when i said you know consensual adults you know acting it's not the same thing and to that i would say um you can't legally consent to something that a jury or the court can find as objectively harmful to, to you, like traumatize, traumatizing, you know, that kind of thing. Like nobody's gonna say you consent to waterboarding. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, you're not gonna be able to take that to a court and actually win that case, you know, because objectively it's already been done. There's, you know, psychological studies have been done. It, there's, there's too much negative mental trauma that comes from uh, things like waterboarding objectively. Now, on the topic of BDSM, even though domestic discipline and BDSM is like in two different realms. BDSM goes a lot further than domestic discipline would ever go. So, so if two people can consent to BDSM, then they can consent to domestic discipline. So uh, that would, that would be my, I guess, rebuttal to that. All in all, I think it's two different spheres of, uh, of what's going on. Domestic discipline is not violence um against somebody like to, it's not meant with the intention to do someone traumatic harm um it's 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 actually just like um i forget the guy's name who was up here who was talking about it but um it's just like he was saying it, it comes out of a place of respect and love and actually um both people kind of laying it on the line for the relationship saying these are the rules of the relationship and this is how we'll do things so um I, I, it, it, it's, it's just two completely different things. And another thing I wanted to say that's kind of not on the domestic discipline, not on the topic, is that I don't think I would be comfortable in a relationship where, you know, I was with my wife, let's say my wife, and in the back of her mind, she was like, you know, at any moment, this dude could put hands on me and it would hurt. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't think I would be okay in a relationship where in the back of her mind, she's, her, her respect comes from uh, 
fear that I'm going to do some kind of harm to her. I don't, I don't think I would want to be in a relationship like that. Um, I would rather the respect come from a place where it's like, you know, um, we both have this mutual feeling of uh, feeling of love for each other. We both have things that we want to accomplish. And, you know, the, I guess, I guess I'm just looking at it from a different perspective. I would rather the respect come from like just understanding that we're both human beings and I'm just someone that she's, that she admires. Not that, not that, you know, at any given moment I could put hands on her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. all I wanted to say. Yeah, like I don't think anybody. To... Right. Well, go ahead, Concrete. No, I was just going to say, then it's like she fears you, not, you know, um, genuinely just respects you and loves you for who you are. But it's like, you know, there's a fear and intimidation factor um, that will come into play and, and will likely be what's keeping her in line, quote unquote. Um, I, I was going to say, like, um. I guess like you shouldn't be at home uh, worried if you're going to get your ass beat if you didn't make the mashed potatoes for the damn baked chicken or something. Um, I don't think you should be living in fear in that sense. But uh, to me, I do think you should fear um, consequences of maybe like uh, a person not putting up with your bullshit um, and a person um, being able to set healthy boundaries and leaving you um, if that makes sense. Oh. I mean, I'm not sure if I, huh? No, no, no. Mm -hmm. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I'm no, not I sure. What I'm, you mean. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm trying I'm to make sure I'm, I'm, I don't know if I can that right. And we probably, I'll yeah. probably get ate up in the comments, but no, I'm trying to convey it like, I don't think you should uh, be living and sitting around in fear uh, that a man is going to beat you and, and knock your head off right. or anything like that. Yeah. But um, if you know you getting out of line and you don't know how to conduct yourself, then I, I think that you should have some fear that a man would have some sense about himself and set boundaries and do what he has mm. to do to protect himself. And I, I, think I understand that. Yeah, like, that I, makes sense. And, makes and just sense. On the, oh, sorry about sorry about that. No, so, um, I'm sorry. I was just I'm sa <laughs> I was just saying that I understand what she's trying to say. Um, I, for me, like I don't fear. Like I, I value what I have, and like I don't because I value what I have, and because I value myself. I'm not conducting myself like some wild barn animal running around. Um, but I value my partner so much that I, um, you know, ensure that I am providing a environment that's conducive to showing that I value him. Um, now, like I said, I don't, you know, fear him personally, but I understand <laughs> that, um, you know, he, he's the superior physical being. Um, if, yeah, but I, I do understand what you're saying. And I get the concept, Danny. Thank you. Cause I, it, it's been, it was actually a hard message for me to convey today. <laughs> so um, thank you. But um, Black Wizard, do you have anything else? Uh-oh, is he still there? Black Wizard? He might be tending to the baby. Oh, okay. 
Um, okay. Um, well, I did want to add something. Um, I think that because Black Wizard brought up BDSM, so yes, the the um, extremes that one can go to uh, while engaging in BDSM are probably are far greater than what would be typically employed under the guise of religion. BDSM though, even in, in BDSM, um, although there is domestic discipline that's employed, there is something called aftercare that um, means that the person who disciplined you will also be caring for, caring for you as well. And um, that could, you know, include a, a, a variety of things, whatever, you know, may be required to care for you and um, show that, you know, the discipline was done in love. But um, so I do want to did want to highlight that. But I found it interesting in my research about domestic discipline that there are a lot of older couples, like middle age couples that are actually more middle age couples that are engaging in domestic discipline because supposedly it creates a more structured environment. I also found that a lot of the information that I read, it's apparent that the people writing it don't have a firm grasp on what domestic discipline is. They seem mm -hmm. to be coming from a very feminist standpoint. I'm glad that I was able to have the conversation with someone who has been in not one, but two different religions where domestic discipline is permissible. And he has a very firm grasp and knowledge on multitude of religions, especially the ones that he has been a part of. And he was able to enlighten me in such a way that I understood it more from a um, from a different standpoint than, than what I read. Because had I just went off of what I read, they do make it seem like something very negative as if you are being emotionally abused. There's no respect for you. And, um, you know, like you are kind of infantile, like you have no say so as it relates to what you do in your life. And that's not the case. So um, this was a dope discussion. Uh, thank you to everybody who came and chimed in. Very interesting conversation around the topic. Um, thank you to everybody who super chatted us. And um, thank you to the chat for keeping it popping. And I think that's all I got, Danny. Okay. Um, shout out to Kit Cloud. He did send us a cash app and he said, Thank do you, uh, he says, do we think the rise in hyperbistophilia is correlated? And I guess he's talking about domestic violence. Um, I and uh, the meaning of hyperbistophilia is uh, mm -hmm. when you're sexually attracted to someone who uh, commits crimes. So uh, that would be like the attraction to like Pookie and Ray Ray. Um, yeah. Like uh, we said, I don't think you can put a face on domestic violence. I think y'all, I think men want to uh, put a face on domestic violence more so than mm -hmm. um, anybody else because, well, women would know because I, th I think we do that with women too. We do it with uh, well, certain types to where we don't. To do it. In yeah, this space though, because they want to be like that's them ninjas over there. <laughs> oh, you, oh, oh, child, don't, don't, chocolate, honey, mm. chocolate, chocolate. That's that, okay, word, okay. Because, honey, um, but yeah, in this space, they do like to put a lot of things off on Pookie and Ray Ray, and act like if a guy has a suit and a tie on, or uh, he's well dressed, or he's um. He makes a lot of money. He's incapable of doing anything wrong. 
And um, it's the same way with attractive people. Um, and I guess it's human nature. We don't think that they can do anything wrong. Um, that's not the case, though. It's definitely, definitely, definitely not the case. Um, stop. We can't put a face on violence from either side. And we got to stop that. Um, anyway, um, about Kit Cloud's question. Yeah, um, that's pretty much my answer. Um, yeah, I can't say. Uh, first of all, I didn't know that there was a rise in, and I can't barely say the word, hyperbristophilia. Um, right. I didn't know that there was a rise in it. And I don't know if there is a correlation. So I guess my question is, I don't know. I mean, my response is, I don't know. Um, Leo, I don't feel like we're gaslighting at all. That's been the arguments in this space for some time now. Mm -hmm. And we're just saying that you can't really put a face on that. You can't say that. Yeah, it's the this question type has been guy. asked at least four or five times throughout the uh, stream. So, yeah. Yeah, we're not gaslighting at all, sir. Um, you know, Leo always coming with some smoke, child. Mm -hmm. Leo be ready to chocolate, Leo. Chocolate. That's the same thing. <laughs> um, um, thank you so much to everybody who came through. Um, we really, really, really appreciate you guys. Thank you to everybody who cashed. Well, shout out to you that uh, for cash apping us Kit Cloud. And shout out to everybody who sent us a super chat. Um, please be sure to like the video. Like, 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 like the video. You can like it or you can dislike it. It's all good. Um, please be sure to come back here on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, Sunday's going to probably be a fire show that you don't want to miss. <laughs> Definitely. And um, yeah, um, we out. Y'all have a good night Peace. and be safe.